Hello and welcome to the Double Take Podcast with your hosts, Kirk and Kevin Weber. This is the show for fans of APA gaming and sports. On this episode, we discuss APA baseball, golf, and hockey, game customizations, and players you despise due to APA. And we interview multidimensional APA gamer Rob Spatz. Please join us now on Double Take, an APA gaming podcast. All right. Well, welcome to episode 32 of Double Take. This is Kirk Weber with my brother, Kevin Weber. How are you guys doing? And thank you for joining us. Uh, we are, you know, kind of exploring more things with Epic Games and uh, trying to learn a couple new ones like golf and football and um, and also getting ready for a big draft coming up on uh, yes. June 6th here, which is are you this already weekend. Now? Okay. I am not ready. No, I can't say uh, I'm ready either. But you know, if I had like a top ten pick, I'd probably be more ready. But that's like I, there's I so many time. right. There's so many variables when you have a lower pick that yeah, you're just gonna have to kind of see how it plays out. I don't want to make a list of like 27 people before I pick or something, and then like they're all gone. Right. <laughs> I feel like I wasted my time. You know There's this part of me that is, and we're talking about the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen BBW League that we're in that we've mentioned before, but there's this part of me that is like, maybe it's wrong, and you might be doing this. I We haven't talked, so I don't know. I'm kind of like, I know baseball history, and I know some good players. I know 32 really good players. Yeah, I have the 20th pick. Um, I'm going to trust my ability <laughs> to when I get to my pick to maybe be able to pick a guy that I would give a long-term contract who was one of the best play, baseball players ever. I, I, I think I can maybe I'm work that out. That too. I mean, you know, I know there's going to be, I assume, 26 Hall of Famers picked before mine, and I will pick the 27th Hall of Famer, and um, he should be really awesome. Yeah. I don't know I mean, who it's going to be, but, you know, you know I, I, I pick an awesome dude. That's going to be an everyday player. I'm not going to pick a pitcher, I don't think. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, right? Me that. neither. And you know, these first what five rounds? I think it is are yeah. um, live, and then we do kind of a slack sort of draft after that. I'm going to try um, to be. You know, I'll have my phone or whatever, but it's like I'm curious how long this live five round draft's going to take. The first pick starts at 10:45 a.m. Eastern. Um, I, I'm not sure how that's going to go. Are we going into Sunday or? Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, yeah. Like... I mean, are we sleeping? Can I go to the bathroom? You know? Right, what you know. Like... Getting something to eat. I'm sure I'll be doing something when my stupid pick rolls around, you know? Right, yeah. Um, so... I mean, you know, I've set aside the entire day for the draft. <laughs> but, so, and, and I'm looking forward to it. And yeah. um, I, I'm very overwhelmed with this new league. I am um, too. Yes. with um i mean i think it's great I, I, I the concept is great and i'm sure i'll get used to it once we get going i just need a team i'm probably going to mess up some stuff and i think yeah. other people are going to mess up stuff too because there may be a few people i mean i have as much time as i've ever had for something like this with this you know being home yeah. and everything and i'm not ready i don't even know how i would do this if i was trying to finish the school yeah. year as a teacher or something you know um well the I, problem is it's, it's enough just to figure out who you might draft, 
but then figuring out all the nuances of BBW that we're not familiar with because we're, we've only played a handful of games and, and all mm-hmm. this stuff. I mean, I don't, I'm not like, I'm, we're far from experts there. All that. And then Nick, who runs the league, who does an awesome job so far. Oh my goodness. I mean, there's just like a lot of stuff from like, you know, he'll, he'll, it's like an email every, like uh, basically like one in the morning and one in the afternoon and one at night. And it'd be like, okay, here's how franchise points work. And I'm like, oh, you know, and then it's like, here's how ballpark factors work. Oh, you know, and I'm just like, what? What yeah. am I doing? Well, like today, you and I were texting. You're like, "Hey, if you, what are you going to do with the franchise points? You can use this and that." And I basically said to you, "Well, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to draft a better player than the guy I'm going to end up drafting in the first round. And there's not going to ever be anybody I'm going to ever want to have a long-term contract with more likely than this person, or even my second-round pick. Mm-hmm. So I'm using all my flipping franchise points. I'm going to do. I'm going all in. All." chips in right yeah yeah and see what happens that's what i figure visualize visualize the little video clip of the guy pushing the chips in (laughs) i don't even have a concept of like how many franchise points i have and like what's good to use or if i should say i I don't and you're supposed to use them because if you don't use them then you lose them you can only you can only carry like five into the next season, but then you gotta you gotta deal with your salary cap for the season, but also your contract cap. Yeah, right. Like your overall billion dollar contract cap. <laughs> it's literally a billion dollars, isn't it? Right. Yeah. I'm I, not kidding. I, yeah, it is. It's three hundred three hundred so, million for the year, and mm-hmm. like a billion for like the I don't know. I'm still reading through the whole manual and making sure I know what's going on. Because I know there's going to be a point where I or you or several other people in this league, too, of the 32 people in the league, okay, (laughs) that you're going to be like, I I want to do this. And and Nick's going to be like, no, you can't do that. It says right. right here, and they're like, oh, my Right. Bad. It okay. says it under subsection 4.754, you know, whatever. Yeah. And here's the other thing is, and I, and I think that's great. I mean, there's people from all around the country in this league. It's going to be really cool. Um, but we're going to be able to feast on some of the new people that come in the next year who yeah. after the people that drop out, that go, I can't do this, right? You know, and then and then we'll be able to be like, sucker, but you don't know how to use tell me that the thought hasn't crossed your mind with other emails and everything. You're like, can I handle this? Right. And then I'm like, I was thinking, okay, I'm signing some dude to a four or five year contract. Am I going to be here in four or five years? <laughs> well, I mean, the thought has crossed my mind. I mean, I'm going to see how it goes. Well, but, but I don't no, know. actually, what's interesting and it made me think about this, I, um, I was, you know, I just finished Keith Law's new book, The Inside Game, you know, Bad Calls, Strange Moves, and What Baseball Behavior Teaches Us About Ourselves. And he was talking about decisions that are made by general managers. And a lot of decisions are made by general managers that they don't have to deal with later. They mm-hmm. they sign a long-term contract for a guy, and then they're not the general manager anymore. Well, yeah. if you think about it, these franchises, I mean, you took over a franchise in your card and dice mm-hmm. league. Um, and you inherited rosters, yep, right? Some good and some bad things for sure. Right. So like whatever you're doing, you may be or may not be, but you, somebody's going to inherit it. Right. You know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of how that plays out. I mean, well, I, I'm a live in the moment kind of GM <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, 
I figure if I'm ever going to win a championship, I might as well win it this year. I don't, I mean, yeah, you, you want to build for the future and, and try to not be stupid about things, but, you know, you go for it, you know. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, if I can keep some players, you know, if I end up signing, I don't. I have no idea who I'm going to get. Let's say I get Frank Robinson. I, I really have no idea. He could be mm -hmm. gone. I, I, I could get him. I don't know. Maybe. Right. right. It's possible. Right. But let's say I get him. Would I like him to be on my team for four years? Yeah, probably. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll sign him. You know, because is is next year when we do our free agents, is Frank Robinson or the equivalent of that guy going to be available? Probably not, because he's on somebody's team for three or four years. Okay, so you know. Yeah, but we're talking know. about like thousands of players. I know. Yeah. So, like to me, um, I think it's, <laughs> I, I think there's always going to be a plethora of talent available. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a matter of dealing with your budgets and and things like that, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it'll be I I'm not going to I'm not going to freak out about it. I'm just going to have fun with it. I do find the idea of, you know, you play the home games yourself, you know, and that sort of thing. And and you basically play them through your computer. And I could do that easily. You know, I don't have to, you know, like when I'm playing APA baseball or golf or, or football, you know, I got to kind of get things organized and do that. And some people have a nice little set. I don't. You know, I'd like to someday when my kids move out, you know, turn one of their bedrooms into a little apple room for me or something, right? You're coming home for the weekend. No, you can't. No, uh, sorry. Um, sorry. I'm, I'm doing a replay. Sorry about that. Um, or, yeah, you know, but I'd like to kind of, you know, set something up someday. But, like, at least on the computer, you do it, you know, and then you, you know, just kind of move files around and, and that's how it goes. But... Speaking of that, I mean, we've talked about, and I hope people don't get the wrong impression on this. Um, I, we're not ever trying to take shortcuts on how you play a game. Like I uh, use iScore Football for playing Apple Football because it computes the stats. Not that I like the stats. I love it. I like the stats that come from it. You can get PDFs and all these things kind of downloaded. It's really cool. But um, I think that if it can uh, make, and we talk about want, not wanting the game to last super long, I want to enjoy the game, but not have it bogged down. It needs to I think. flow. Game there needs, needs to, to be a flow to it. And in um, baseball, you figure that out over the years and stuff. Um, all these other games are trying to figure that out too. Mm -hmm. And, um, and some people are using technology for that and different ways of keeping score and so forth. And that's just kind of how it goes. I, the other thing that you kind of look at when we're talking about uh, golf is how you manage. I mean, you basically got three things. You got the golfer, uh, you got your dice. That's more than three things. You got the golfer, you got your dice, you got your game board, and you got your course. And, right? And maybe the way you're keeping score. And, and somewhere that you're writing down your score. So you've got things that you got to kind of organize in different ways. Um, some people have a dice tower. They just roll the dice on top of things. They, you know, whatever. They have a shaker or whatever they golf do. Golf is a little um, bulkier, I'd say, than, well, definitely than baseball. But, you know, I guess all the games can be. I mean, the, the courses, you got the court, you got the game booklet, the boards, and then the courses, they take up a good amount of room. You got to have, like, some space to put that mm -hmm. stuff there. And then a place to write your stuff down and place the roll or whatever you're doing so yeah and and at some point your course with the marker that you're keeping track of where your ball is needs to kind of stay somewhere stationary and yeah. not get jostled around 
you yeah. know. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you could have the booklet to the side and grab it when you need to flip, but you want to be able to have a way of flipping to it and stuff. But then, so we've been talking and we've had some conversations about Epic Golf on the courses and the pros and cons on the spiral bound compared to the loose kind of cardstock versions and so forth. And, um, and this was, a, some of it was a little bit before we really were getting into it, but I think you've reached the conclusion on what you prefer, right? Uh, well, I think the spiral ones are a hundred percent better than the current $20 ones. Um, that's the only way I can get Magnolia, for example, the Augusta course is, you know, I got it through Appa, the $20 one, but it's bulky. Uh, I don't think it looks as nice as the other ones. I mean, it's fine, but I don't think it mm -hmm. looks as nice. I, I don't like it that it's all loose. Um, so like today, I was kidding, I was kidding around with you about how it comes in the, the brown kind of bag wrapping with the sticker on it. And, you know, and I have like, I have all the courses for TGA and stuff. So I have like four or five that are like that, I think. And then I pulled one out to look at it. And then I tried to put it back in and I felt like I was fighting in a bag or something. You know, I'm like, you know, trying to get the thing in there, you know, yes. I'm like, this isn't going to work. You know, so I got to figure something out. I took right now. I only have Magnolia as my non spiral bound one. And I will be purchasing other ones because that's the only way I can get them. So, um, my wife, um, for me today said, well, you know, you could take this over to the office store, you know, I think it's office depot, but any of those kind of places. And like, she's like, they will trim it down. Cause you know, you can trim it down to the gray because there's They'll a lot of extra. It. Yeah. Yes. They'll laminate it. They can bind it. And, um, so they're going to do that. I don't know. They didn't tell me a price. My wife told me that she thinks that if it's $25 or less then we were lucky to do it. And, uh, and we'll see how it goes. And she's like, well, why don't you buy, why don't you buy the $10 more one? I'm like, they don't offer it. And it's not like it's on eBay. If it were, I would have bought it. I mean, <laughs> you know, and any chance I get to get those, I'm going to, if it's, even if it's, you know, if I see Magnolia, like on eBay, I'm buying that thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> not unless I do before you. <laughs> well, I will snipe you. You want to. Yes. But I'll like, now. <laughs> so like, at least from our advice, if you have the option between the spiral bound and not go with the spiral bound. Okay. That would be our advice. Um, yes. you know, if you're starting golf or getting into that now, you know, feel free to give us your opinion if you want to, but, uh, there's a lot more experienced, uh, Apple golfers out there, but it just, um, and maybe it's because of how they manage and do different things too. You know, yeah. I mean, I, but, uh, that's kind of at least where our take. The other thing that you you definitely need, I think, if you're just trying to, not that you have to be like a total, um, you know, like psycho about it, is um, some sort of sleeves to keep the current golfer that you're in. Like, you know, a little, um, you know, card sleeve. Um, mm -hmm. You can get like some for pretty cheap. Like trading cards, you know, those kind like of it, things. Yeah, this the thin, the regular trading card ones, not the big heavy ones. Um, I got like a package of those. It was like a hundred of them or something, you know, because they don't come in just a couple. But um, and then you can just slide in whoever you're playing with, especially if you're on the Aperture or something. If you're just, you know, manhandling that card all the time, it's going to look kind of bad. You got something to drink while you're playing your game or something and, mm -hmm. you know, it gets spilled on it. I mean, maybe you don't care, but I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't. Like I mean, I'm not like I, I don't mind a little wear and tear, but I don't want it to look like 
dude, what did you do with that card? You know, yes. or whatever, that sort of yes. thing. So that's always kind of good too. Um, so I, I'm curious to see how that works out for you. Yes. I was thinking about, um, I think trimming them down is definitely something that you kind of have to do with those yeah. cardstock ones. Um, because there's a lot of extra margin around those based on how they were printed that is kind of wasted and bulky when you're dealing with it. I did see Ron had a video about how he was sliding his into some kind of uh, sleeves that could go into a three-ring binder of some sort. Um, that seems like an option. Um, there's different things, but I... You I protect them in some way. Too. Yeah, you definitely do want to protect them. Um, and so I'm, I'm looking at what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I know I'm going to have to do something, mm -hmm. but, and, and I haven't even jumped to some of those courses yet because I kind of dread dealing with those. I played with Magnolia because, you know, I wanted to play Augusta and it, and it worked fine, but some of the, a little bit of the enjoyment was taken away compared to using the spiral ones. Mm-hmm. I can you see know? that. Yeah, it was it, it wasn't bad. I mean, now like you know, I I can I can deal with it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, yeah. But it's like you know, and, I could maybe, and I hope I'm hoping that what the product I end up with uh, makes it a little bit better. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm hoping. Right. We'll see. Right. Um. So interesting. Well, if anybody has any other thoughts on those, feel free to let us know, and we'll we, we're looking into that area. Um. On this episode. Uh, we're going to have Rob Spatz. We're going to talk to him after our break. Um, little kind of preview for Rob. You were going to kind of, kind of tell people a yes, little bit about well, Rob. My, my biggest Rob memory is our battle in the, <laughs> or the Michigan tournament a couple of years ago when I had the, uh, the Yankees against his Blue Jays and he ended up beating me in late innings and winning the championship, but it was a heck of a game, you know? Um, you were there witnessing that yeah. too, but uh, Rob, you know, gets around on the uh, the regional uh, APA baseball tournament circuit, and of course runs a Chicagoland tournament, and is a great all-around APA guy. He and his dad pop spats as well, and and they usually you know make appearances here and there. So some great APA guys from the Midwest for sure. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we'll we'll talk with him and about various things: Apple baseball, hockey, golf, football. You know, just various products, other things that he gets into. Um, you know, just another good Apple gamer that has lots of cool experiences and things. So stick with us. Right after this break, we will come back and talk to Rob. We'd like to welcome Rob Spatz here um, on uh, our podcast, and um, we're going to get into probably a number of different APA gaming subjects. So thanks for joining us, Rob. And sure. Kevin, well, thank you for having me. I, it's definitely a pleasure on my end. I've enjoyed the podcast, and it's a pleasure to be a part of it this week. All right. I really appreciate that. Um, and like most APA podcasts, We'd like to start out with um, just, you know, the origin question. How'd you get started in APA? I know it probably has something to do with your dad, for sure. Right? Yeah, and, and uh, for many of you that have uh, attended, 
what I like to call the tournament circuit. Uh, I guess uh, one of the people that uh, I have people on even Facebook come to me and they say, how's Pops? Uh, he's, <laughs> my dad's Pops and uh, he definitely is the one that got me started. I want to say, I've been asked this question, I'm trying to pinpoint, I want to say when I was about five or six is when uh, I remember and it was it was very rudimentary, you know, we didn't get into the details of, oh, this is a ground out, this is a fly out, this, this is an out number, this is a hit number, and so on and so forth. And, and I think back to, and I love my pops for doing this, um, he had like the original sets, like <laughs> original, original, like 62, I think was the first one. Wow. 63, he had the, the apple grates. So he had all, and this was like in the mid seventies. And instead of just giving us the teams, we put them all into one big pile outfielders and that, and, mm -hmm. and just blind picked them. And yeah, looking back now, that was a labor of love for, you know, I don't tell them how much those sets are worth now, but <laughs> um, yeah, because uh, that would be a nice little, but you know, just like most, you know, just rolling the dice. And uh, I remember, God, maybe it was eight or nine. He actually had a, this was back in the day when they had the app of journal. He mm -hmm. actually hosted a tournament and there was, and maybe like 16 people that showed up and that was like a whole that was raw yeah yeah so it starts with apple baseball when you're young in the 1970s uh did you start moving into doing some league play and things like that is that the next step you think the or? next step really was you know it was you know doing that and then in 1987 i want to say it was uh, joined the joined the first league and it was called the UBA, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar. There was a uh, a I want to say a book or an article that was called the UBA, and it was about you know the gaming and that. But this was uh, called the Universal Baseball Association, and um, my pops and I came in at that time and started with 1919 <laughs> the league is still i we've had some people i dropped off for a couple years i'm back i'm actually running the league we actually <laughs> ventured away from cards and dice to go to the computer for the okay. ease of uh statistical mm -hmm. ease and the ability to transfer you know with the c files and that for some of you that are familiar with the uh, computer leagues to be able to, you know, simulate the game, you know, have the home team just play the games for the week. But we started in 19, with 1919 back then, um, doing odd years at the time, and then we skipped the Warrior. This year we're doing 1982. Oh, so you... Keeper League, obviously. Uh, at that time, it was all, you know, just general American nationally. So, I mean, it, it is a quote-unquote superstar league yeah, um yeah. a lot of the guys from the tournaments we had some turnovers and a lot of the guys that i'm sure you know uh kurt berglund is in it uh, mm -hmm. mike hill is in it 
uh, Bob Ellers in it, uh, Vince Bianco, who won the uh, Chicago tournament a couple years ago, is in it. Uh, Dave Ruick, who won Chicago last year, is in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Pops, me, and then there's uh, I think I'm, there's eight of us. So, and then uh, Jim Bennis, who's not doesn't do any of the leagues, but he actually was the first uh, uh, league head. Uh, so we're doing that. We. Uh, we're eight weeks into the season now and plugging along. Yeah. I have a question for you concerning BBW. Because um, you're familiar with cards and reading APA baseball cards. And sometimes some of these BBW cards, like if you look at the card, it looks completely whacked up compared to it. Do you think that makes an effect on things? I mean, I know that it's statistical. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. It seems to me that the cards, I would say they're 95% of them are accurate. I would say there's, there's some anomalies on a couple of the cards. Uh, And I know that you've talked, you know, last week you talked even with the golf and that about guys that have just have insane seasons that should not. Um, The one positive for me on the BBW is I've always rolled cards and dice with the basic game. I never yeah. got into the master and, mm-hmm. and the BBW is, is a master version of the game. So that it brings a lot of different nuances that, you know, were in, you know, about the ability to do a straight steal, the ability to bunt for a hit, you know, mm-hmm. things to yeah. play in at all times, things like that. Noticed... Do you want to hold the runner? Do you want right. having yeah. the boards be the boards in play? Right. Go from a stretch or wind up from a guy in third. Yeah, that's exactly. Mm-hmm. But Kevin, I guess to answer your question, yeah, I, I've noticed that. And... and some of them are all double column cards. And it's like, how how can this guy hit all these home runs with two zeros on his cup? I mean, I know he's got yeah. a million ones in a second column. I don't know. It's just probably, I'm a... A history and an English teacher, so that's probably just too much math for me to get into. But it doesn't seem like it works out, but I guess it does, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and the nice thing about BBW is you don't see. I mean, some people don't like that you don't see the rule, but not seeing the rule, it just that's just what happened, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would like, agree. I'm just rolling crummy numbers, man. Nope. Yeah. It's just he's just pitching a good game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. figure. You just figure. That's just how it's going. It's easier you know? to accept your and pitch. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. funny because it seems pitchers that are in the last inning or one out away from an upgrade, more times than not, they give up the solo shot. Or so. It's almost like, mm. yep, you know, it's getting tired. Man, what's going on? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So you you've done the leagues, you've done you've transitioned to BBW. Um, have in what other um, now? And we can always come back to baseball, and like we've said on our podcast, that's always the driving force. And we can come back to tournaments and things like that. Um, at what point in your APA journey did you get into some other APA sport? Well, actually, just recently. recently okay, I've I've uh, actually been in a couple other leagues in addition to the baseball league i actually was in a football league for a number of years that it was almost an offshoot of the apple football that they took some changing to and actually 
it was my uncle and a friend of our family that basically created these charts to make players with the results and mm -hmm. i was you know i was just into this football league and then uh at one of the tournaments i saw uh greg wells was playing someone football and i noticed that there were a lot of similarities so i said that that just can't be luck so i'm i'm sure they kind of uh just created an offshoot of that i was in that and uh i was also in an avalon hill as a horse racing game mm. place mm. show and we were actually in a horse racing league where we again created our own stable we had our stable of 12 horses they would retire and we would mm. put them in the stud farm and have our <laughs> offspring in that uh had our six race day season and then we would have our postseason kind of like breeders cup where we'd have all the triple crown races and then we had the the big one was the Arlington Million and that and mm. had trophies and that it was it was fun. But to get to the initial question of when I get into the uh APA games, hockey I literally got into maybe three months ago. Okay. Uh, yeah, very recently. Actually probably a little longer than it. Probably I think it was around the first of the year actually. Time flies, you know. Yeah. Um Played maybe a half dozen, maybe probably more than a half dozen games. Actually, just bought the franchise All Stars. They're mm. waiting for me. <laughs> I just got. They came in the mail today. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been, you know, my philosophy when I try to start something, and I just literally got in the golf, and the golf game came today. Just it sounds very amazing. And the podcast I actually ordered before I heard the podcast. But mm -hmm. that podcast from last week was like, wow, this is, and I actually joined the, uh, uh, was it the TGA? Yes. We yep. mm -hmm. joined the website uh, today, actually. Yeah, the Facebook page. Uh, Facebook yep. page. Um, but, you know, I, I, it was, and what helped me in it, I was, uh, when I went to the tournament in March over in Michigan, I brought the game and Dick Lazinski and me actually played a period Mm -hmm. Yeah, I rolled a couple of games ahead, and it was good to have someone that had played the game a couple of times. And oh yeah, I would say I was about eighty-five percent, um, you know, getting the rudiments of the game. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm not doing anything fancy, you know. I don't not doing league or uh, replays or anything like that. Even with the baseball, when I when the mood hits me, I have a big bag of teams, and I just kind of blind pick two teams, and that's that's where we roll. Mm -hmm. uh, but the golf definitely uh, intrigues me. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I just bought the basic game with the uh, with last year's uh, Ryder Cup team. I'm mm -hmm. sure that eventually I'll be getting some new uh, yes. right. courses and some you know new players and things like that. But it's a bit. I like to get the basics in before I invest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you want to see if you are really all in on it yeah. and, and see if it's for you. But I mean, I have a feeling it will be. I mean, once oh, you, sure. and there's a there's a lot of stuff out there to help you along. Like Ron's um, Emmett's, uh YouTube videos are really good. They're very yes. helpful. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just posing questions on the TGA Facebook page. I mean, people right. answer stuff and they do a good job trying to help people along. Because there's a few confusing things, but. You know, Kirk and I have been zooming stuff and and doing that, and I've been trying to help him along, and he's trying to help me along with football. We we played some football games mm -hmm. lately on mm -hmm. Zoom, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's all about trying to figure out how you want to manage the game, right? You know, like how you want to, I mean, how do you want to keep score and how do you want to kind of keep track of what's happening? And mm -hmm. some, and nowadays, you know, you have more electronic ways of doing it. But in the in, in the old days, it was just by paper, basically. Mm -hmm. And then you're crunching numbers and, and stuff like that. So one way or the other, you got to figure it out. And I think with the hockey, is that what you're trying to work with a little bit on like just how to manage through the game yeah and and for me right now with the hockey i kind of still am in the dumb it down phase mm -hmm. um and again dick lazinski really gave me how he plays there was a lot of things that i picked up and there was a couple other uh players that were there and i'm forgetting their names off the top mm -hmm. of my head uh but uh like i will do three minute shifts mm -hmm. uh, and just instead of having four lines i'll do three lines so everyone does two shifts and then the first line will do three shifts yeah right those substitutions the, line, the quick like yeah those quick substitutions are the tough thing you know yeah no. and you know i still the penalties it seems like the penalties come in like you know bundles where mm -hmm. you'll go from being five on five next thing you know you're three on three it's like whoa oh, yeah yeah, we were doing some football, and I was trying to show Kevin and through it, the basically the first quarter he ever did. And we had it took us forever to get through a we quarter. Had the craziest because we had turned, we had like five turnovers, all these penalties. So it just you know you're you're going and re-rolling and seeing what was going on, and and it was just taking forever. I was like, this is not always how it is. Sometimes they just go three and out and punt the ball or something, you know. But do you feel like with the hockey, you can visualize that? We've uh, talked to other people about how they can kind of kind of see it happening, or is that working for you? It has a very good flow of play. Now, one of the games that I've heard nothing but just rave reviews on is the soccer game. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, you know, people say, you know, and I've seen people say, I've never played, you know, I know nothing about soccer, yeah. mm -hmm, but they yeah. got intrigued by it, and... It, Pele, it has a really good flow <laughs> of play. It has like the uh, the action cards they call them. But, mm -hmm. but for the hockey, yeah, I I can kind of envision it. Um, you know, it's and again, you kind of get in this things where it seems like you'll have five or six roles where you just have turnover. You know, intercepted mm -hmm. by left mm -hmm. defenseman, intercepted by the center, intercepted. Mm -hmm. it's funny how that kind of works and that's sometimes and, you know, the way hockey is too you're like come on hold on to the puck <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i agree Kevin. yeah um and, yeah. <laughs> but yeah it, it does have a good flow and i can kind of envision it and i've you know it takes me maybe 30 minutes a period now which mm, is okay yeah that's pretty solid and i've mm -hmm. had games where i've had goalies give up four goals in the first eight shots and it's like oh we're going to the bench yeah mm -hmm. and i've had games that have been zero zero going with the last you know minute and we get mm -hmm. a goal at the you know with three you know with one tick left you know it's just are you getting better at card reading on hockey like looking at the cards and being able to analyze them a little bit yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know all the numbers, but I, you know, right. I kind of know. Okay, this one we have to go to the clearing chart. This mm. one we got to go to the floor checking chart, mm -hmm. or let's see what the floor checking is. Mm -hmm. We got to mm -hmm. see, mm -hmm. um, you know, 
is it a, a clean save for the goalie or is it a possible goal? You know, reading the numbers, okay, it's in the 20s with a possible goal. Okay, right. Yeah. So. Cool. For the goalies, do they do they treat them kind of like pitchers where they can kind of get reduced down or do they just have the same statistic, you know, whatever it is the whole time? I really have no idea. I've never played it. So. Oh, really? Uh, it, it, not that I'm – it does not have any – I mean, the card – is going to look very similar to you know a forward or defenseman okay. it's just it's a totally different chart yeah for mm. you know if a, a one or any of the you know you know five guys on the ice would be a goal number a one for a goalie is going to be it's a save going to the mm-hmm. left left defender right so it's just different charts okay right hey so Let's come a little bit back to some baseball. I know that um, you've been running, you know, your Chicagoland tournament and tournaments tournaments, and this last one, you know, with all the stuff going on with our pandemic and all that, yet you made the decision to not go with it this year. But, um, you know, what are you looking at in the future? I mean, are you um you know you know thinking about you know as far as like a new theme for the next year or gonna go with the same one or you know like you know what are you thinking about down the line i mean what's happens happen what are you thinking now and well we've had exponential growth every year with not just my tournament every tournament has had Mm -hmm. you know when i took over the tournament in chicagoland i want to say it was four years ago i took it over we were getting, we were like at about 20, 24 ish. Mm-hmm. We're at 40, we're at 48 and I had to cap it because of the, uh, yeah. the room capacity. Uh, we're going to be, I do know that next year we are going to be having it at a different uh, location. Uh, my goal is with just the number of people that have since then expressed interest in it. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get 64. Mm, yeah. Nice. A perfect number. Um, the theme is probably going to be different. Um, I, I can probably 90% certain we are going to just do a whole new theme right. just start from scratch, um, do a draft all over for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a little bit of time. So, right. uh, yeah, it was a tough decision. Uh, I would say that the decision was met mostly favorably by people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a lot of people that had committed that had said that they weren't comfortable and if you've never been to a a tournament it's a bunch of people that are sitting right across from each other in a (laughs) fairly confined room it's just yeah not you know the most conducive to a healthy environment by any stretch Um, no and even if you could have had it let's say you know things you know, move in a good direction and it's possible, you might only get half your attendance that you wanted. And is that worth running out the place and all the other, I mean, you know, there's all those variables too. So, yeah. And, and Kevin, that was definitely one of the big, not the main fact, the main factor obviously is, am I going to feel comfortable with all these people in one room? And if mm-hmm. all it takes is one person to, yeah, not necessarily even with people you get know, sick what's going on. Like, it could uh, be anything else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a no, lot I, of way on a tournament head. And obviously, mm-hmm. I was looking forward to it because it was the first Chicagoland appearance, hopefully, of the Weber boys. They, right. Uh, we were looking forward to it, too. 
Well, yeah. we're, and we're planning on, on making it there when you know, whenever the next one is, is and yeah. um i think we're going to also do toledo too i think we're going to try and do that the next time that one runs glass, as well. yeah. Yeah. yeah and who would have figured that that tom uh nels hoppins uh 1964 cubs would have won it <laughs> <laughs> i mean go figure we think so yeah <laughs> well he did in the he did in the um the replay he, thing right yeah. didn't he that's, yeah, you gotta uh, win. Daniel Oliverio is is uh, yeah. taking it upon himself to uh, kind of play the Chicagoland tournament with the teams that have you know. And right. I tip my hat to him for I, doing I, that. I was just glad those '64 Cubs were not my division. Right. Yeah. I I think it's I think it's really cool how he is doing that kind of replay and posting them and he really organized that well and got input from people and um, it's kind of cool I'm kind of following along my team which is still you know on the board and uh, the 2001 Mariners or whatever so I'm like cool that all right keep keep going guys you know I gave him all my stuff for my team and all my pitching rotations they got beat first game and that team whenever I played with them in Napa go they sucked. <laughs> right they yeah. just never did anything i mean on paper there's a good team that's why i picked them but it's like okay there's a part of me that's like good i would have just been pissed with that team the whole weekend <laughs> right yeah and it's funny because for me the 2001 mirrors every time i play them seem to underperform right yeah, yeah. There's always those teams that do things like for whatever reason, when I was playing with them on Apago and we were practicing with them and stuff, smoke me every time. and I would just destroy him. You know, I was like, okay, I th- I'm feeling all right with these guys, you know, but, um, you know, whatever, you know, I wanted to play, just try it out, but you know, I'm willing to try another one out and, and kind of figure oh, yeah. that out. That's and funny. that's, and that's a situation, you, you know, we were talking about the cards. It seems like the relief pitchers get, overvalued and the starting pitchers get undervalued you have a team mm-hmm. with all those wins and you don't have a single a pitcher 1984 detroit tigers another example they yeah. have mm-hmm. one a on the entire squad mm-hmm. yeah. and that's yep. the reliever yeah mm-hmm. it just yeah i think sense. when when you're talking like um in you know that that team that the mariner team does have a bunch of b starters but they have enough a relievers i think three of them yeah. Where depending on how the tournament is set up, uh, you just try to get your starter through like five innings, yeah. and then you just start rolling the That's relief. That's what pitch. I did yeah. with the eleven Mariners or the right. eleven our Rangers when I right. I just five innings and then this eight pitchers the rest of the way, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, they did pretty well. White so- yeah, yeah, five White Sox, another example. Right. Yeah. So if you can have some decent B pitchers, let's say, and get you halfway through the game, then you just with, start with rolling the. With right with a Z, that would that be just good. Kills you, because I'd rather have a B with a Z than an A without a Z. Right, seriously, <laughs> that just kills you. There's always that debate. I, <laughs> I know. well, yeah. Kirk got killed too on that stuff when that. In that oh yeah, I had tournament. Yeah, I had the uh, the Giants there, that thirty Giants team, but the pitching just oh just killed me. I was I walked in three guys in a row with the bases loaded because I didn't have a Z. I was like. <laughs> Really? And I think I lost three to two. Or that's something. Like, you know? That's, that's like getting punched below the belt three times in a row. <laughs> you know? I was like, oh. Because whatever the weakness is of the team, you know it's going to get exposed. <laughs> does, right? Yeah. You play a team that that you can go either fielding two and give up a, a <laughs> bunch of 
power or average or go fielding three or, you know, fielding three and get, uh, you're going to get three errors a game. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. There's yeah. going to be, yeah. it just, it's funny. Unless how, I'm like, rolling because if you're fielding three and I'm rolling, you won't make any errors. <laughs> <laughs> Just like if you throw that C pitcher, all he gets nines. So I know I know you've done like um you know tournaments in different places, your own in Michigan. What ones have you attended? Like just kind of curious. Okay. Uh let's see. Um I've attended the uh Wisconsin one that Kurt Berglund puts. Mm-hmm. Make a long drive from Racine, Wisconsin up to Wauwatosa, about twenty minutes. I think I can handle that. Um I've done uh, the Berg slash Daniels uh, Prairie Land Tournament. Okay. I've done the Michigan Tournament, of course. Pastor mm-hmm. uh, Rich does an awesome job on. Uh, and I've done Slippery Rock. Slippery oh, cool. Rock one oh, cool. Um, fun and tournament. Chicago Land, too. Yeah, <laughs> of course, Chicago Land. Um, I try not to. I'm at the point now with the numbers that I don't participate because it's a lot of. Right, I would imagine creative stuff yeah. to do, um, but you know, if need be, I would pitch, you know, take over for someone if they count mm-hmm. out. We've had that happen, and I've um, taken over their team. Right, uh, but I think that you know, obviously, multiple at all those tournaments. But that's um, I probably you know, I Ron M's tournament is next on my list and actually a mm-hmm. uh, bunch of us um, are planning on going to the nationals next year oh cool which yeah, i've never cool. been and that yeah we haven't either is. and you know with the extra games that i'm involved you know getting involved in that'll be mm-hmm. a very good weekend with you know getting some hockey in getting some golf in yeah mm-hmm. um, you know that'll be a blast yeah it would be a definitely knock on wood that we are having it next year. Right. Yeah. Let's hope. Yeah. Um, we keep hope like if everything is normal, um, sometimes the, the timing of that tournament is tough in the middle of the summer. We, we keep hoping that mm-hmm. it could be like August or something, but, uh, but and you fun, know, nobody's I, listening I, to I us. Act, and <laughs> I actually, and I'm not just blown smoke at you. I actually moved it to August because you guys said if you move it to August, we will have oh, okay. it. Okay. Right. Oh. Right. And honest that's to God, right. I that's was right. One of the big well, we I did. we appreciate that. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that just that's a good month, you know, at least for us. But, yeah. Um, but and yeah, that's early because if you start getting later, you get right to school and mm-hmm. and really with the Chicagoland tournament. When I took it, and let me just talk a little bit about Chicago, if you don't mm-hmm. mind, just real quick. Yeah, yeah go um, ahead. When I took it over, um, I had a couple thoughts in my mind because I had, I had actually only participated in two tournaments before the keys were handed to me. On that. Mm. So, so when I took it over, my first thought was okay because it was being held in a library, which was was good. It was good, but there's not any way for people. That are gonna and Chicago's a big travel turn. We get you know right, guys right. are coming from Michigan. You know we've had Howie Mooney come from uh, Canada by Toronto. Had people mm-hmm. from California come and and roll with us. Uh, Pennsylvania contingency is always strong. Um, I said okay, I need to have it at a hotel that's right off the interstate, right by the airport, that people when they travel. It's going to be easy to get to. 
Right. Uh, edit the comfort in and displays for since I've taken it over. Um, logistically, now it's a little tough. There's two big strikes against that the rooms are the room basically 48 the capacity it can hold. Mm-hmm. And the other big problem, which you don't think of, but the parking lot is very small. Mm-hmm. Um, we had we had guys park half a mile down because wow. there was no place to park. And where it's at, the cops actually will ticket and tow if you park on the street and that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so when I took over, I said, okay, I, I need to have it in a hotel. Um, we, you know, I'm not sure how familiar your listeners are with how tournaments are. Um, the big thing is themes. Um, I always try to diversify my themes. I've done uh, a tournament where that got a lot of uh, positive thoughts was a sub 500 turn. Mm. You have to take a team that has a losing one, not 500, it's got to be under 500. And, or 99. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it was the 64 Dodgers won that one because Drysdale and Koufax were J3s and injured, but they were both A starters. So you have oh, a sub 500 geez. team with two exact. They were fielding three, like we're talking about, but they mm. have two A starters with a three man rotation. Yeah. Good night. Right. Yeah. Right. Against those other crummy yeah. teams. Yeah. That was, and, that's the... you know, and we've done, um, you know, pre-1973 we've done the tournament was this year was going to be 1973 to now um i've done the 2000s uh one that i i like that a lot of people like oh really limits and i don't want to see the 27 yankees 68 tigers 61 (laughs) yeah three of the four final four i like the underdog uh the one tournament i did was you have four-man rotation you have one pitcher can be any grade. One pitcher, can, the second guy in your rotation can be no better than a B. Third guy, no better than a C. And the fourth starter had to be a D. Mm. And you'd be surprised how many teams do not have D starters. You'd oh, wow. Go, there was a lot that did not. Yeah. Mm. And and you get the question, oh, can we take this guy and make? No. You have to, the cards play. You know? Is he mm-hmm. a D starter? No, he's yeah. not. There was a couple right. of teams that did not have these, like the, I think it was the 16 Cubs did not have a D starter on. Right. Yeah. yeah. We used to play in a league where we had, like, we had to have an, like, different level starters, you know, mm-hmm. and go down to, you know, through B and C and, I think we went D too. I think yeah, we did. Like, we did. Uh, and that was our rotation. Like, you had to have those guys just to mix it up. You know, I mean, that's what you and had to do. It's also more realistic for the statistics because you're not facing A and B starters all the time. No, you know. And it's funny how these different leagues. I I'm very familiar with, and I've I've actually visited. There's a league called the uh, Il Iowa League. I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All through the blog, you are. Because mm-hmm. Tom's in that. Mm-hmm. And, like, their pitchers, the the amount of innings that the pitchers have for the season, that's their limit. Like, if a starter goes 160 innings, right. you can only max out at 100. I mean, and in these guys play 162 games mm-hmm. face-to-face every year. Right. 
and I yeah. tip my hat to that. I that, me too. You know, that's a face lot. Face you know, that's a lot of commitment to just. And, and obviously, they're taking weekends where they're playing twelve, sixteen game, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. swats. But that's a lot of baseball to be rolling. Yes, it is. I'm tired after a tournament where I'm rolling like twelve, you know, twelve game, eight to twelve games. That's yeah, draining. <laughs> Yeah, in the uh, WBO, my card and dice league, which we just play our home games. It's like a email kind of league, but we you, your pitchers only get the amount of innings that they pitched. That's it. So your starters, you know, you break it down. Okay, this is how many starts you can get. You got to make sure you have enough innings to cover the whole year. Also, in case you have extra innings, mm-hmm. um, your players can only play in as many games as they played in. You know, so if you mm-hmm. want him to pinch run and he wasn't, that's a game. <laughs> okay. Right. So, um, yeah, you got to figure it out, but it's all right. I mean, you have, you know, you I, like I, before the season, you have your starting rotation and I have my relief pitchers for the entire 162 games. And then like these guys are in case there's extra innings or it's blowout missing that. And you have that and that's mm-hmm. it. Right. You know? well, that's hard as like a labor. That's a labor of trust. If you're, if you're the home, t- you know, on the road yeah. team, and end of the season, you get to those innings, and you're yeah. fighting for playoffs. You can change it up. if you want. I mean, if you at the end of the year, if you, you know, if, if some things mm-hmm. worked out, you know, that you have extra innings or you want to change some things around, you can change it. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, you got to kind of plot it out because you don't want to be like, okay, well, I got no more pitchers. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. This dude's throwing. <laughs> you know. Right. So. But if you want to take Rich Hill from 2019, who's an A, but he doesn't have a lot of innings, no, he does yeah, not. He only you know, like 80 innings or something. You know, then that's how it's going to roll. Yeah, that's I it. mean, mm-hmm. and guys are supposed to go five innings if they're a starter. So um, unless they get downgraded, mm-hmm. so that's all he's got, man. He's mm-hmm. got about 13, 14 starts, like he did, and then he's yeah. done. <laughs> right. Easy come, easy go. <laughs> yeah. Right. So currently you're you're doing some baseball leagues. You've been you do tournaments. Um, and are you um, looking at and you're looking at think are you thinking about joining the TGA? Are you trying to like figure out how to play golf and then well, let me play jump a in. game for let me let me play one round first and or mm. let me tee off first before right I, yeah I'm going and and then it intrigues me how they do have the tournaments that's that that is truly an honor system that mm-hmm. yeah and i forget if it was which one governor kurt was saying yeah my guy shoots 62 every round. Yeah, right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a coincidence yeah. that? right yeah, he's I, killing I, it I, yeah when yeah. does I mean, it matter to I, me <laughs> and i did uh there was like a covid uh uh zoom tournament mm-hmm. and i did that and i like that because it's you kind of base on your schedule and what your opponents got. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're free. Okay. Let's, let's roll a game. Yeah. You know, let's roll mm-hmm. our three games and get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the flexibility. Um, my work schedule is chaotic at best. Now mm-hmm. um, I'm in logistics and trucking is crazy. Oh, I imagine. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So to be able to kind of have flexibility, which is why, you know, Usually on the weekend in the morning, I'm I'm the early ride. I still get up early, and I that's my game time. I'll play a mm-hmm. game of hockey, or I'll play a three game series, or do a four team tournament kind of thing, and just to right. Do that. But that's that's the most of what I do is right now is just 
roll some games and obviously the UBA. Right. Getting my games in. Have you um, explored anything with AppaGo? Any opinions on that? Uh, I was actually one of the beta testers. Oh, wow. well, of course you have then. And I say that, and I haven't <laughs> been on the AppaGo for a few months. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great, you know, it's great if for, if I would like to see the ability and i'm not overly sure now because it's been a few months to be able to and they might be able to do this to purchase a season like i like to do with my uba league purchase a season be able to create teams instead of just have the actual team you know if you're doing the dodgers yankees white Sox, whatever be able to kind of draft teams and kind of make a league out of that you can do and, that now. Yeah. If you buy the like the ten dollar add on, then you're able mm-hmm. to um, make up teams and put them all in there if you want to. Does it um, offer stat keeping though? It will keep stats. Yes. Cumulative um, or? Um, yes. I mean, they're kind of they're this kind of basic, but yeah, it would do it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I know we had talked about it, and the big jump for us was getting into the C file for with mm-hmm. our DVW. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still a couple owners pops that <laughs> has a bit of a learning curve with yeah. with that. He still says, "Okay, how do I send my file?" I'm like, mm-hmm. "Okay, write mm-hmm. this down." <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, I I, I like it. Um, I know knew when I first played there was a tremendous amount of lag time from when mm-hmm. you would pitch and then you're waiting for the result yeah, yeah. Um, like but it has sped up quite a bit i like it i mean if you want i mean i'm so used to just rolling two teams on my own that's mm-hmm. fine but you know you, you get there you want to play someone um mm-hmm. yeah. i think yeah. with zoom and like facebook chat and video and that mm-hmm. you have the ability to just roll face you roll cards you know at the end of the day I really like having the cards in my hand and rolling. Yeah, me too. Yeah, um, yeah. The, you know, the computer, yeah, makes life easier. You can play a game in a couple of minutes. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, when I'm rolling a game, just me. I mean, if it's a one-zero pitching duel, it's five minutes. You know, it's right. out. out. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't keep a ton of. St- I keep stats, but I don't. Mm-hmm. record them because again i'm not doing an actual replay or anything or right I'm, you know i'll just yeah. keep it for posterity if someone has a great game like i had i was uh doing i do a lot of for retirement i will do a lot of practice against yes teams mm-hmm. apple goes uh, great for that too and mm-hmm. i was doing something with the 94 white Sox, and frank thomas had four consecutive home runs mm-hmm. I, yeah i still have that score sheet Apago, I, I think, you know, it's kind of got, it's the basic game going there, which um, some people will criticize that. I know recently they've done a lot of updates um, on the site where they went down for a little maintenance here and there, and they've added a few features. Um, they have spots in there that can add some master game aspects to things, you know, like, I mean, there's things like arm strength and stuff, but they haven't really done that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if um, they will. I, I think that they could. I think there's like the the ability to do that. 
but mm-hmm. they just uh, have to you know, make the decision or whatever. But no, there's pros and cons with it. I think people like the ability to kind of go on and play other people and mm-hmm. kind of do the chat stuff. So, but I agree. Yeah. yeah I, I like seeing like the, the fact cards that too. you yeah. see the dice roll and it says, yeah. mm-hmm. you roll a 65. That is mm-hmm. a 35. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. reads out the result, which. Mm-hmm. For and you someone... see the card there, and you're like, wow, he's got a nice card. You know? mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I like that. Which, for people that I think, cause, and one of the one of the big, I don't want to say cons, but the big negative slashes for APA is, oh, they don't target the young audience. You know, they, mm-hmm. they should be marketing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, or, I think APA Go is a great way to get people young people that have never played apple mm-hmm. involved and maybe heaven forbid get them into a card and dice you know mindset mm-hmm. uh, you play the app of go you see what the you're learning how to read the cards and things like that and then okay i'm going to give this a shot because I, I have played this and i can follow the game flow and how it how it plays out Right. I, I, I agree with you. And I think that um, for some people who like older app players who would try app go, you, you see the cards and that's cool for some people that aren't used to that. Um, the cards don't mean anything to them, mm-hmm. but they could kind of learn that a little bit if they wanted to, you know, the option is there. I like how they still integrate the cards. And I think it's always fun if you do go on app go and you play somebody who has a team of with some cards that you haven't really seen before. Yeah, it's always kind of like, oh, that, that's cool. Yeah, and cool. There's yeah. always those guys you play that must be primarily ninety nine percent BBW players, and they don't understand what the card is, and you're like, what are they doing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like and, like and, they'll and, use and, some guy that's got a terrible card because you know they know the player, and you're like, really? Okay, right. whatever, dude. Or yeah. they or they're like, I'm gonna hit and run, and you're like, dude, he's. That is a horrible this guy's awful. Yeah. And why this guy can't even steal him. What are you doing? Okay, what, what do you know? You're out. Yeah. He got thrown out. That. Vince Bianco has been in our league. His first real endeavor in cards and dice was the tournament he won. Mm. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's he's uh, you know, I brought the you know, I sat down with him before the tournament and showed him uh, he's like looking at the cards like it's you know hieroglyphics like okay yeah. and i kind of began to explain okay you know when you hit and run you get the the guy gets the hit that's the 31 right the yeah 31s you know you know the 11s are the single and it's, so you, they automatically steal okay you know just some things are you know like wow yeah. oh, okay and we had stray on like he met it on the show because he's a big bbw guy he almost never plays card and dice and he can't really read the cards and kirk and i always thought everybody can read the cards right i mean <laughs> we just thought that it wasn't that big a deal right but right i, I guess a lot of people can i think of like apple go too like especially since we've been trying to play the football and the golf let's say that and they won't do it because it's just too much money but let's say they had apple go golf or apple go football and you never played it or apple go hockey mm-hmm. and they had the cards and they just you know you just it kind of guides you along to how it is i mean it's a great introduction to the baseball game yeah. you know i mean if they had such a thing for these sports that we're not so familiar with you know mm-hmm. yeah so i agree i agree yeah. and in my entry point into the other sports is always from a baseball perspective mm-hmm. which is maybe good maybe bad 
but I'm always like, what, what's a good card? What's a bad card? Um, you know, what's a good number? What's a bad number? You know, that sort of thing. And you know that in baseball, but then you're trying to learn that in football or golf like or something. Like the other day in golf, yeah. Kirk's like, because, you know, on the golf, as you'll see, Rob, you're like, guy will have an average wood, average iron. So, like, he's a three wood, two iron or something like that. And you're like, mm-hmm. well, on a three, he hits it this far and it does this and this and this. That's what it would do. And then Kirk did that. I was like, okay, it's a three. He's playing with Tiger Woods, okay, the other day. Mm-hmm. Rolls a 66, gets a one. He's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> he like rips it way over to the I was gonna you say, know, I'm going way over the green, say you know, and it's like, is... I'm like, that's it, man. Right. It's not always good in golf, right. you know. Right. A 66 isn't good in golf all the time. <laughs> so, yeah. And you have to take it into consideration. But... Yeah. <laughs> that you have to take into consideration that like, well, he might just really rip this thing. And then I, what would mm-hmm. happen? Okay. Well, if he does that, then this is okay. You know, I prefer click the picture and it. Threw yeah, yeah. Something, something messed him up. I, you know, what's interesting is I think with the, um, the, the gameplay for golf that I found in my, you know, early stuff is like, okay, I watched Tiger Woods play and Tiger Woods was always the guy that'd be like, okay, he's about 200. He's looking, he's looking maybe a sandwich here, you know, or something. <laughs> right. And ta- really you start flipping through and you're like, I can't go with a lower club. I need to, I need to kind of roll a crappy number here. Like I'm going to, th- I'm going to hit this over the green with this card. Right. He, it's too good. Um, that sort of thing. And I think he, in his prime, that's kind of how it was. He'd be like, all I got is a sandwich. I mean, well, what am I doing? Kind of criticized early on in his career and, about not being good with the short irons. I mean, he yeah. got better at it, but that was a problem early on. It was. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I, I it plays that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what really intrigues me to trying the golf because it's, you know, baseball, you just roll, you know, kind of playing along either, you know, you make mm-hmm. your, t- the golf, you're like thinking every oh, yeah. shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Which to it. intrigues me. It's like, okay, you know, it's, it's a lot more involved you know hockey i mean mathematics make your line changes and stuff like that but (laughs) the dice are going to read you know the play right yeah i i mean the couple things that i we've both found i mean you know with the golf you you really only need one card you need whoever you're playing with you don't need i mean i think especially early on playing with more than one guy would just blow your head up right and then you need your course but you just got to flip to whatever hole you're on and you need your 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 book and you know you're and and the other thing a a little calculator can help because you're kind of like subtracting things a lot and sometimes you just don't want to be off you know, yeah, like you want to make sure you have five it. Five yards makes a difference. If you have a little. I'm a numbers guy. Uh, right. Like you with the math and history. I'm a numbers guy. So I can kind of say, okay, we're. Right. So you might be right into out. that. Do we go with the. It's literally adding and subtracting, but, some, <laughs> but you want to like, but you're also thinking about like, well, where is it? Is it over here? Okay. Oh, I'm, you know, calculating the dog leg. What was it again? Then you look at, was it 145? And then you refigure it again, you know? I mean, I'm sure you get Now it's too hard. It, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. No, you'll be fine. You'll nah, be you'll fine. Be fine. But it, there is strategy to it, which is uh, cool. And the other thing that's cool about it is when you start reading these cards, they have different things on the bottom that are kind of master game level, but they're not super sophisticated, um, where it's like uh, sand. If they have a two sand, two times in, in the round, if you hit in the sand, you can basically – by the fairway or by the green side green side sand green side sand you could uh basically have a uh, fairway lie 
you and then you mark that down. So like if he's good in the sand twice, you can kind of save yourself. Right. Or um, there's momentum and different things where you can like opt to oh, wow. use those as you go through. Cool. And, uh, you know, whatever your philosophy is on that, you have to kind of decide when you want to do that. I want to do it. Might do it. Kirk and I played. Um, we're playing like the same chorus on Zoom. He had Tiger Woods and and I had um, Jordan Spieth. And, uh, of course, there was times where, like, Kirk hits a good shot. He's like, well, I'm 300, right? Five. And I'm, like, you know, over on the rough or, or vice versa, you know. So we're, like, kind of, like, okay, let's go on to hole three here. And we're kind of working. Th- we only got through a few holes. But uh, it was kind of fun to play with somebody oh, yeah. else that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was good. So I think you'll like it. But it, you know, it, it does require a little learning curve. So sure. it's yes, cool. it does. Yeah, yeah it's fun. So, um, with, uh, are you have, you know, any other, you know, you're just looking at because uh, why, what brought you to the decision to go with getting golf or going into other kind of Epic games? Was it because you're have more time to do that or, you know, just work, you know, I, I was looking for something new, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, baseball kind of after a lot of years of playing it, I love it, but it's like, What's next? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I've seen, you know, Craig Christian is a big hockey guy. He kind of wore me down and said, you got to get the hockey. I, and I love hockey. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to get the hockey. You got to get the hockey. You love hockey. You go. And mm-hmm. yeah. And, and as advertised, it, it's, it's, you know, I like it cause it's, it's, it plays totally different than baseball. You know, the numbers don't correspond. So Especially when you're playing with a clock, you know, yeah. like it, it's it's different. Like football's Football, like that too. Yeah, it's like that too. Yeah. And the golf again with the, you know, I love golf, and you know, it's to have the ability to play with the, you know your tigers, your jack, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What? How? You know? How is Tiger in his prime? Jack in his prime? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Snead in their prime? You know. Right. Let's yep. put them in Augusta and see how they do. And, and right. you know, put them in Augusta, play it out, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm very excited about the golf. I, I'm looking forward to it. Right. Yeah, it seems like it's been kind of a, a secret little gem, you know, for some people obviously have, you know, like, this is good. And I know there's other golf games out there too, but um, but just kind of the way it works, I think I – think, um, I'm hoping it kind of picks up a little more traction. It'd be cool if there was uh, larger fields in this TGA stuff. And Kevin and I, we're playing it. We're not anything but experts, but we don't. We're, we figure even if we stink, we'll have fun with it. You know, it'll be yeah. good. You know, well, we definitely made some sales for Apple with the golf. <laughs> I think we probably have. <laughs> yeah. <us> something. <laughs> but, you know, I, I look at some of the old games that they had, and I'm like, man, I wish the bowling game. I oh. wish they would bring. Back yeah, that would be game. fun. I would like to see the boxing. I will love the boxing. I'd I would, love to I have like say Muhammad two. Ali and Mike Tyson and like <laughs> see what the heck happens. I mean that would, or Joe Lewis and you know you know. Yeah. And, they have, and they have other ones out there um, that play pretty good. But I would love, yeah, the boxing, boxing and bowling. I mean, mm-hmm. who would think? But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, intrigue me. I mean, you know, boxing is probably never going to happen now, but MMA stuff, I mean, if they want to base it off of the boxing, they could do that, and it would probably be quite popular with some people. The only yeah. thing I, th- I I mean, what would you have? Like, you'd have to have different columns. Like, 
one for grappling, one for yeah, like, yeah, I know, I, boxing, you yeah, know, right. boxing in. Mean, You'd have to have like a a punch column, like P column, an H column for a hold, <laughs> a block right, column, a for kick or something. Yeah, like that. and a K, yeah. K column. Like it'd be a four column, you know, four column well, or four you know levels on it. Yeah, or something. Yeah. But you could do it. I mean, really, if you think about um, all the Apple products that they've had, whether the current ones or the old ones, the one that has been the, the was the biggest dud. The one they didn't hit on was basketball. But people yeah. who have who have the horse racing, you know, saddle racing, they mm-hmm. they love that game. People like football, basketball, baseball. You know, they like hockey, they hockey like soccer. soccer yeah. um, you know, if you talk about boxing or something, you know, all the other ones, like they normally when they do something, it works. They just you know things didn't work out for the basketball. I'm sure yeah. if they tried it again, they could they could make it work. But yeah. um, but normally you kind of know it's going to be a pretty quality product, you know? Yeah. So that's always a good thing. You can trust them, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. all I based agree. on, you know, 36 potential roles that you could get. On the cover. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's kind of crazy. You think about yeah. it, mm-hmm. you know, how they base it off that same kind of card, you know, look and everything. And right. Know, crazy. Yeah. And when you think, when you put it like that, I mean, yeah, it's just, okay. You have 36 possible outcomes. How if come you have it double column, seems... it might be more, but, you know, basically, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, for in general, do you find, you know, speaking of cards, like we've talked to different people like Steve Stein and stuff like that about mm-hmm. cards. And um, and I find this with the other products. Not You know, I've always found it with baseball. You know, I look at it and I see a Mickey Mantle card and I just start visualizing stuff, right? You know, mm-hmm. but when I look at a Arnold Palmer card or something, I kind of do the same thing. Maybe you do that with hockey or maybe, you know, or I do that with football or whatever too, where they, it just seems to have a certain kind of thing to it. You know, Tiger Woods cards, those good Tiger Woods cards, you know, that you kind of think of Tiger the way it kind of looks on there. It Mm -hmm. it does. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, the designs are cool. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of fun. I mean, you know, and that's where I think the card and dice aspect always has some sort of, um, play you know like as much as we like um i you know simplifying things and stats and stuff like that and the computer stuff i think that always makes yeah, well, the, it fun the thing that you have in any of the apple games that you can't get on the computers or apple go is that time where you're playing whether it's in a tournament but usually when you're playing like in your house and like you get a cart and you like look you're like man and it's like there's something about the you just kind of pause and you look at it and go what Cause there's something strange there and then you like move on you know what i'm saying like, who is this guy budweiser <laughs> yeah. or whatever it could be his name you know <laughs> or whatever it might be you yeah. know right the thing mm-hmm. that always you know for the card and dice and and with the tournaments you get when you get a clutch situation in the ninth inning and you get okay like pops is 11, 22, 33, 66, it's a homer. 66! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I remember my, my, one of my very first tournament memories, Pops and uh, Brad Romont. Uh, I don't know if you know, he was at one of the, he's a big Yankees fan. He's got Steve Garvey. Anyway, he stands up points 661 <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, I awesome. and since that moment steve garvey it just 
the Steve Garvey <laughs> haters fan club, I would be the president of. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> kind of like the, the, the Cubs, you know, 84 and the Cubs were in the home run. He's going around the bases with his hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's funny how you have those memories of, and, and certain, another guy that's in my, you know, Tim McCarver. Okay? Mm. <laughs> I'm playing with Willie Mays on my team. Tim McCarver guns Willie Mays out three times stealing. And I, to this day, <laughs> if I see Tim McCarver doing it, boo! I start booing him. Right. I'm like, right. get that bum off the so air. So what yeah, if just... you were a fast catcher? I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're not throwing Willie Mays out three times in a row. Come on. Right. That ain't gonna... So it's funny. Like that's a good topic. It's uh, guys you hate because of APA experiences, oh, yeah, it is. right? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Steve Harvey, Tim McCarver. That's yes. the yes. for me. Yeah. There you go. Oh, that's good stuff. Um, well, um, it's been great talking with you. I, um, you know, we other times I'm sure we can maybe join you. Know, we were thinking that we would have, like in August, if we would have had this, uh, you know, Chicago Land Tournament, you know, talk with you before or after or both yeah. or whatever. But you know, at some other point, we can always jump into stuff like that. But um, what we'd like to do is give you some time to work on some of your new stuff with either golf or your your new hockey cards or whatever and then uh as you think through those um you know we'll come back and talk about it you know because i think that you actually want me to come back oh my goodness oh yeah we we would love it yeah i mean because our big thing is i mean some people are really experienced on certain things but really some people are it's like what are what are you trying to do how are you trying to work through your process and 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 so like you whatever whatever you're figuring out is always i think intriguing and there's always somebody out there that finds it kind of cool so um and if i can help enlighten someone that may be on the fence of mm -hmm. you know, yeah that golf sounds cool but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I would I would be honored. Yeah, and you just come back and be honest about it, you know? I mean, there's always good and bad. I mean, you know, but we're just trying them. It's like a hobby, right? We're just trying it out and Yeah. Yep. So, um but we really we really appreciate you coming on and it's been good and hopefully Kevin, um, it's been my pleasure. Well, uh, welcome back here. We um, would like to thank Rob for joining us, and it was great talking with him. He's a great APA guy. Uh, he, uh, you know, obviously with baseball, he has a lot of experience over the years with that. But uh, similar to other people like us, um, you know, just trying out new things. I love how he's working on hockey and going to get into uh, dabble into some of the golf, and I'm sure he'll do fine with that. Uh, so it was really good talking to him, don't you think, Kevin? Definitely, you know, and I think he even is thinking a little bit about football as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, but we particularly liked his idea about players you hate because of APA, and he mentioned a couple. So we're urging all of you um, to send us a voicemail through the Anchor app. Um, you can leave a voicemail of 60 seconds or less and um, tell us a player for some reason or another, kind of like what Rob was talking about with uh, with um, Steve, Steve Garvey. Garvey, that, um, you know, something happened. Just tell us a little quick story, and we'd love to use that on our next episode. Mm -hmm. So, and normally the way it works, and 
you you can do the 60 second if you don't like how it sounded you can try it again right mm -hmm. so it can until you say okay good send it and then we can work those in they're normally kind of they can be shorter they can be funny um we we would love to hear some feedback and then we'll we'll work those in in some way i think that would be great interaction to have so mm -hmm. uh, please think about doing it we'll try to uh see if we can encourage a few people to but that would be good stuff you can do it through the website and probably an easy way to do it is through the the app you know you have to download the, the free anchor app and then you know like our show and you can do it right on there it's easy to do mm -hmm. yeah so if you have trouble with that just let us know and we'll, we'll guide you through it uh, we would love to have some people participate if you do it um we'll put you on the show Yes, <laughs> I mean, I don't think we're going to get a thousand people doing this. So I think we could probably work with a few, you know, Even so, if we had like 10, we would work them all in. All yeah. Right. So you're guaranteed to be on our podcast as big as it is. If you, if you do that. So, yeah. uh, so please consider it. Think about it. Um, it could be your personal one or it could be one that somebody else, you know, really doesn't yeah, like because witnessed. of it. Yeah. Right. Um, and kind of we got two good examples from Rob on that. So that was good. So um, please consider, you know, giving us a voicemail. And in the meantime, uh, keep rolling. Double Take is recorded using Audacity and CleanFeed. We use Fifine USB microphones and distribute through Anchor.fm. Theme music, Funk in the Trunk, is by Shane Ivers at SilvermanSound.com. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at DoubleTakeCast, or email us at DoubleTakeFeedback at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.